0: Hey,
1: I'm Jared Padalecki. And And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio. Uh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to Winchester Radio uh, this evening. Uh, Evening for us. Uh, Thank you for listening to us. Uh, Hey, Vinny, you're back. I am. We, uh, I think we should start our podcast this evening we we will discuss the episode prisoner it's probably going to be a briefer version of our podcast tonight um we just wanted to we just want to send our love and support out to our dear jared padalecki sam winchester the wonderful sam winchester one of the two winchester brothers that for me the show is all about um he, uh, uh, if you haven't seen, just check his Twitter timeline. Um, he, he wisely and, and beautifully reached out because right now he needs to hear good things. He needs to hear positivity. He needs to hear what us fans, um, what he's done for us fans, how we feel about him. He needs to hear love and gratitude and good things and things that he has done for us. He needs to hear how we feel about him with um, love and affection. And Jared, if by some crazy chance, you're listening to this podcast. Um, I, I, this is Susan, and I'm just going to take two seconds for myself and say thank you very much. Um, I, my very first supernatural convention 2007 and I went there as a, I knew Jensen and I went in as a Dean fan. That character was my kind of character at the time. And I left a total Jared Padalecki fan because you were, you were awesome. You were gregarious and personable and you reached out and to everybody. And I was like so impressed with you. And that was years ago. And I I don't uh, feel any differently. In fact, it's just become even more um, warm and strong. And I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate all the hard work you put into the show, and I really appreciate uh, what you do for the fans. Uh, no, no photo op, too crazy. <laughs> um, thank you for doing the conventions. Uh, you don't have to. Um, I, I apologize, I'm rambling a little bit, but just just know that I send you love and support and you made me happy. You've brought me wonderful uh, friends and friendships and other friends from all over. I really appreciate you. Um, next. Um, I also, <laughs> this is Vinny, so Barrett, if you're listening, hi, Dave. Um, I went to my first con at the same con, Chicago, 2007, the very first supernatural con. And I also, went, I didn't, I went in a bean girl and I didn't come out a fan girl even. I came out a Jared girl. Mm. And just being, seeing way interacted, even just in those early days with us as fans, I've never ever thought anything would be like that. I never even thought I'd go to a convention for a TV show. I very much grew up as someone who thought that was lame. And now I go to at least three cons a year primarily to see you. Um, everybody else in the cast is great, but it's not a secret that Jared had play a like you are my favorite. And every photo op It's not just a picture, it's to get a hug from you because it is an uplifting thing. And because of you and because of Supernatural, I've gotten to do so many things that I never thought I'd do. Write articles and interview actors and travel. And I have great friends out of it and I consider you one of them. So I hope you're doing okay. And I love you.
0: Uh,
1: I am a really emotional mess right now. So if I sound... I hope you can understand what I'm saying. And, Darren, just by any chance you ever listen to this, you mean so much to me. You're one of the most positive, sweet, loving people I've ever met in my life. And I don't know what you're going through right now, but if, just know that you have... So many people out here who love you. You have a loving family. You have a world of fans who love you. And we're always here for you. We're always here to support you. you you've made my life better just by knowing that you're in the world. If there's anything we can ever do, you just let us know because we love you so very much and we're here 24-7 24-7 I don't even even work so I am literally around (laughs) 24-7 I am literally unemployed and on call Mm -hmm. and I will limp I will limp to you Sarah Padalecki we will come and help you get there (laughs) <laughs> which for those of you who don't know, but if Jared does listen, he'll get that. I, uh, <laughs> I have a really bad back. Um, and the last three cons I've been to, um, both Jared and Jensen have been amazing about my inability to walk properly or handle my pain very well. And um so again just you're an amazing person. He gives so he gives so much of himself to us. He 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 always goes out of his way to make to give make sure everybody gets, you know, what they need, what they want at conventions. He, he he is always keep fighting campaign. He was he helped so many people. Mhm. And he needs our help right now. So we're and, here. And if he's asking, he needs it. So, and I love that he asked. I love that. I him. was gonna say that one he, more thing. I really want to commend this bravery because, as someone who's had to ask for help, for you know, emotional support, Mm -hmm. anxiety support, telling people that you need it is the hardest thing to do. Mm -hmm. Admitting it to yourself and admitting it to other people is immensely hard. And to admit it to 2 million people on Twitter, that's the most amazing act of bravery to say, Mm -hmm. not only do I need help, but I acknowledge that I need help. Yeah. I, I mean, I love that he asked. I love that he came to to us, and I don't and I don't mean that we're we're not above his family with him, but we are another part of his family, and he feels very strongly about us. And I'm I'm honored and and, and thrilled that he came on Twitter and said, "I need you." And I'm seeing many, many, many tweets of of love, and I'm really really glad. And I hope he's reading them and I hope I hope they're helping and somehow in whatever way we can and I think the tweets need to keep going I mean he asked not that long ago but they need to keep going like if you think of it later tonight or you think of it tomorrow just just I think keep it going just keep it going and yes don't stop just just shower him with love give him all the love and support you can just just keep it going. Just let him know that we're always here, twenty four seven. There's, mm-hmm. all, we're always here for him. Oh, I, I I'm sorry. I went to peek at okay. Twitter, and the, the band Kansas on? just responded. I, wow, <laughs> wow, they <laughs> responded really cool. to Jared. Kansas, the band responded, "Thoughts and prayers with you." Oh, <laughs> wow!
0: If
1: that's Thank not you. A, if, that's not, if that's not full circle, I don't know what it is Yeah. <laughs> that's been... I'm gonna go retweet that. I already did. Yep. You okay. <laughs> <Here's> <laughs> <you lose. laughs> yeah. Okay. Loosey goose. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's it's really uh, cool. Also, she's got a cool idea. Is bookdoll at bookdoll on Twitter? Uh, Linda,
0: Linda is tweeting Linda. her favorite
1: things. Yes, hey Linda, she's been tweeting her favorite things about Jared. So you know, what? tweet your favorite things. Um, and Jared, anything. again, if you are listening, um, Linda is also a, a huge. She is. We we will probably both go to the mat as Sam girls. Um, she also uh, wrote a huge academic paper on Sam Winchester. So, And she's a professor. She does a fandom class, that she tr- focuses primarily on Supernatural, and that's how much she's affected her life, that she's literally made a career out of it. So you are that, that's how awesome you are. Yeah, just, just know it. And I know sometimes it's hard because, you know, there's a, there's a line by Crowley and he says it to Dean, but in general, someone who has a tough time with, or, or sometimes what they think of themselves, it's no one, no one hates, no one hates No one hates you more than you hate yourself. And I don't pretend to guess that's what Jared is thinking, but it just means that sometimes you're the hardest person on yourself and you just think there's just nothing there to help you. There's no reason to go through. And that's why Jared's, uh, and, and honestly, that's, Sometimes that's kind of my thought about myself and, and, and coming up with his always keep fighting thing really helps me when I think that about myself. So thanks, Jared. Thank you, Jared. Love you. See, Jared, you're, you're very, very important to so many people. Just, I hope you know that and I I hope it helps a little bit at least. (sighs) You mean a lot to a lot of people. Yes, you do. Um, I know, and that show, you know, I mean, we see the We see the gag reels, and I love them. You know, they're so much fun to watch. But that show is a lot of work, a lot of work. It's, It's long days and long nights, and those characters, Sam and Dean, have been through so much, and Sam's been through so much, and to not take that home with you is really, really hard. And then you want to be there for your friends, and you want to be there for your family, and people are always after you, and you want to do everything and be everything to everybody, and that's hard, and you, and you can't. Um, I, I went to ICON, and Becky went to ICON, and ICON was in Orlando, Florida, you know, over 3,000 miles from Vancouver, and Jared would be working, sometimes right through till Saturday, He'd get on a plane, fly to Orlando, do the con for barely one day, and do all the photo ops and do a panel, and then get right back on the plane and go back to work in Vancouver. And he didn't have to do that. He could say, you know, that's too far away. Everybody, tough luck, you know, if you, if you want to see me at a convention or, or whatever. And those were the early days. Are thinking, wow, I really appreciate that he's doing this. I know, like, for me, what I've always found fascinating, and all the cast does this, but there's just something about Jared in particular, but there is no way that I could tolerate the amount of people that they tolerate. Like, I can't. I can't smile and nod for that many people and be sincere about it. That's. It's not just that they do it. It's the sincerity, that, especially Jared, the way it just you feel it come off of him. I could maybe do mm-hmm. 10 photos where I told everybody, you know what? Get off. Stop touching me. I don't know you. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they put themselves out there, and in terms of supernatural fandom, you know, We have a huge cast that is coming on and still do the circuit, and some that do the circuit regularly, but that first Supernatural Con, the most amount of work was Jared and Jensen, and they still carry that level of work on their backs. They just wrapped the season, hopped a plane to go do more cons, because there are fans overseas who don't get to see them as regularly as those of us in the States do. And I can't even imagine that. And I can't, like I said, just the absolute bravery to say, I can't do this right now for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. I cannot do this right now. And I'm sorry. I Mm -hmm. appreciate I know that there are fans out there that are disappointed, but I appreciate the bravery and the honesty more than anything else. And sometimes you just have to say, I need, I need to take care of myself right now. And considering Jared's unbelievably generous with his time and everything for fans and everyone else for him to say, "I, I need this for myself is a big deal and obviously very necessary. And we send... Lots of understanding for that, and like you said, we applaud his bravery for knowing he needed that and making that decision to, to go where he needed, which is back home to his family, and I'm, I'm, I'm worried, but I'm glad he had made that decision, and I'm glad he's on his way home. Um, we are going to talk about the the episode, obviously, um, uh, emotional episode and three emotional females right now. Um, (laughs) so if it's not a super long podcast, forgive us. Uh, we will take calls shortly, um, but it will be a very brief podcast tonight. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> and it is a, a little weird to be talking about the episode, but, I mean, we can certainly talk about it and commend Jared for his performance in it. I was going to say, a... personally, I have a lot of um, Sam Winchester feelings about this episode, so... I do, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, this episode was, uh, episode was written by Andrew Dobb. Uh the was written by Andrew Dobb who is actually one of my one of the writers I enjoy more than others. Everybody knows how I feel about certain writers, give or take. Um but Dob is a solid writer and this was a solid a solid script. Um you know, speaking of, you know, Jared and Sam, the beginning and watching Sam and Dean build Charlie's funeral pyre, watching them was heartbreaking. Uh, mm. I kind of could have, I could have done without the Charlie montage because it kind of threw me out of it a little bit. I would have rather it just be Sam and Dean and the, uh, and the building of the pyre. Um but I think both of them played that scene very well. It was um, just this muted sorrow for both of them that you don't see in scenes like that. You know, you tend to see over the top, you know, somebody wailing and crying or something and done quite well. I, um, you know, last week we, we talked about being pretty certain or fairly certain as we could be that Charlie was going to die. And we talked about characters dying on supernatural and it happens often. And we understood we understood it. And um, and I felt I felt badly about losing her and I liked Charlie but I didn't get emotional over losing her until this episode, when I saw Sam and Dean building her funeral pyre, and I didn't mind the little glimpses into past Charlie so much. Um, They didn't bother me. I really... um, It just killed me watching them build her funeral pyre and so sad, and Dean is so angry, and then when he carries her body and puts it on the pyre, and then he just kind of leans on it briefly like, I, I can't believe I'm doing this again for someone I love, and here I am. And, and the song, which was by Patty Griffin, um, and she had written it for her father who would passed away, and she was thinking about what happens and, and how in the afterlife you can go on and do whatever you wanted, and it was k- kind of helping her hope with, uh, cope with grief. And I, I, I liked that choice. Um, I thought it was interesting in terms of, um, let me backtrack. I think part of my, sorry to anyone who's listening, this is going to be kind of me being harsh on Dean, but, I mean, I'm rarely harsh on Dean, so you can take it, deal with it for a little while. This is the episode where I wanted to punch Dean in the face, and not because of the mark, but in the beginning. And I think that was kind of a little bit more my problem with it is, The episode, the, the, the splices were very, there was a couple of, you know, Charlie Sam, but it was very Dean Sam, uh, Dean Charlie centric. And I feel like Dean, who built the pyre alone last time, last year, because he got Kevin killed, had absolutely no right to be that angry at Sam. And I will take the mark into consideration for that. But mm. it is one of those Dean Winchester. I love Dean Winchester. I do, but he's absolutely uh, the most hypocritical dick that ever existed on television. <laughs> and that's part of why I love him. His how stubborn he is <laughs> and how what he's willing to give for Sam. But you're such a hypocritical dick. Like mm. everything that Everything that Sam is doing right now is everything you are mad about him potentially not doing for you, in theory, last year. Mm-hmm. You need to figure your, your shit out, bro. Like, literally, figure your shit out, bro. And I have in my notes, I have in my notes, I, I actually said when he's going on and on at the end to cast about, you know, what, what I told you to stop and blah, I said, I wrote in my notes, shut up, Dean. Yeah, (laughs) who are you to ever tell anybody to stop? When have you? On top of that, not only the difference between Sam and Dean is Sam recruited people and said, I I need help. Help me do this for my brother. Dean went, I'm going to handle this on my own and tell no one because they're going to yell at me and I don't want to hear it. Mm. I'm going to do what I'm going to do and screw all y'all. Well, screw you, Dean Winchester. Again, Thank you for your stubbornness because I have Sam Winchester because you're a stubborn jerk. But, you know, I don't remember you asking permission or listening to anybody ever when they told you to stop doing something for Sam. So how dare you tell me how dare you tell Sam to do to do as I say, not do as I do. I also thought it was really interesting, and this goes along with my montage criticism, that Sam says, You're all I have. And he doesn't say you're all I have now, like because we've lost Charlie, we've lost Kevin. It is is a past, present, future statement of you are all I have. And that was just heartbreaking to me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely heartbreaking. Because we've discussed on the podcast, too, that, you know, Dean gets to have friends. And I have a big criticism about last week's dialogue of, you know, for Dean, for Dean, for Dean. Um, you know, Dean is the one who always gets the friends and the support, and Sam is left there begging Dean's friends for help with Dean. And in the end, you know, this is last episode, obviously, but, you know, in the end they only agree because it's for Dean and it's this weird team ready break kind of moment. And I get the point, but I've always found it really strange that, the, the idea that Dean needs to learn that people do love him,
0: <laughs> when is
1: anybody going to do that for Sam? Because you only get Dean loving Sam, and then everybody loves Dean. And it's really a bizarre writing choice, I think. And I don't know if it's meant to show that Sam is a bit stronger than Dean, but I've always resented it. Um, cause, you I know, think it started... I think the only real Sam Mm -hmm. being off to college and having friends and other people and being supposedly more out in the real world, but that that rest of that world slowly disappeared and died off, and no one realized that Sam needed friends as well as Dean, Dean, so I'm not condoning it. But but Sam, he lost his friends almost immediately. And almost from the jump of the series, you get uh, uh, them showing us, I don't even know if it was intentional, like subtextually intentional, but you automatically see that Dean is actually much more able to relate to people than Sam can. Sam can do the I'm here mm-hmm. for you empathy thing, but Dean does the talk to me bro kind of thing, and it works more. Mm-hmm. And you see, that, you see that starting from, you know, dead in the water, Actually, even before that, but that's the episode where it really starts hitting home, and it just continued. And, again, I think, in a way, Sam's character, that's why the point of view for Sam suffers, because Dean always has a sounding board, and Sam rarely has a sounding board. And just, again, like I'm saying, with the, the, the splicing of the Charlie moments, you know, the one for Sam is Sam holding her because Dean beat up dark Charlie, so it's really like, I, it, again, the splicing didn't work for me. Um, and I have issues with, just in general, the dialogue they're giving them. It's just, you, you have men in their mid-30s saying the equivalent of, Mommy, Mommy, I hate you, and running, and finding the door each season. And I think it's something that Carver needs to work on and try to maybe remember that the demographic is not solely you know, young people. I mean, according to the ratings and demographics, the average Supernatural viewer is 37 years old. So, you know, maybe right for 37-year-olds because one of your characters is 36. I'm just saying, just putting that out there. You're not listening to me, mean Carver. Even if you're listening to this, you're not going to listen to me. But I have a point and I lost it for a while. I lost it along the way. But yes, my point is I don't, I'm really nice and trying to say that I don't care that Charlie died. Sorry, everyone. Don't care. Hey, guys. Okay. Hey, oh, Amanda. Hi. Vinny literally hi,
0: took I'm the Amanda. words out of my mouth. Hi,
1: Hey. Okay. Um, Vinny literally took the words out of my mouth. But uh, <laughs> I like to justify my characters <laughs> and their choices. So, my thought, why Dean, like, when they showed it in the preview clip, or it was the preview clip or the promo, I was like, I know you did not just say that to your brother. My take is that he's really pissed off. He's really tired of seeing people which he loves and cares about get hurt. And he's like super, super mad at Sam for going behind his back. Because I believe to him, he really thinks the Book of the Damned is like something that should not even be touched. Like, Period, considering whatever went through his mind or body when he and him almost like telling Sam like I wish it was you up there in his mind I think it's his way of saying like this needs to stop now like when Sam said like when Sam was mad at Dean he was like no I wouldn't I wouldn't have saved you or whatever like if it was reversed but then again it's also very like exactly what you said it's also very hypocritical I love you, Dean, but you're a douche. <laughs> it's like,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. You're a lovable, emotional mess <laughs> of a douche. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but Dean Winchester and all the other people who are blaming Sam for Charlie's death. Charlie is a Charlie's character was Dean? a grown ass okay. woman. <laughs> Dean, I can understand. Dean didn't see it like we did, but as fans, those of us who watch the show, if you think Charlie died because of Sam, I'm sorry, but you are freaking wrong.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. That is not the word I was
1: going to
0: use. Your word is nicer. I
1: went went too But and I'm not just saying this. It just wasn't nice. I'm not just saying this because I'm a jared girl and a sam girl but i'm just saying this is a person who watches television say yeah sam asked her to help she made the decision to help sam put her in a safe place with a freaking angel to watch over her she made the decision to leave
0: oh i will place. take
1: it a step further i will take it a step further in the idiotic episode that I hate with two Charlies and I'm whiny and I'm somehow a ninja, whatever that episode's called.
0: <laughs>
1: what, what is that episode called? Which one? The two Charlies said. and somehow just because she's a oh, dark oh, Charlie, she's super oh, ninja somehow. Oh the the Charlie Sue episode. Y'all know. Anyway, um, is that, there's no place like home. Thank you. You're uh, I have on my computer right <laughs> uh, Subtitled, Robbie Thompson, You Ruined Wizard of Oz for me. Anyway, that's a whole other rant that everybody else has heard already before. No, we're not revisiting it. But in that episode, she makes the choice to go find something. She goes to find the Book of the Damned. Nobody tells her about it. She makes that decision, and no matter what she would have done, the signs were going to go after her anyway. It's her fault she left her safe house because she didn't like what Rowena was telling her was literally true. Whatever. I recognize we're not even talking about the, the same episode at this moment, but the point is she was – I think people forget because of the way they dress Charlie Charlie's not actually a teenage girl. She's a grown woman in the show. They never specify her age, but theoretically given by the canon, we know she's at least 30. And Felicia Day is 35, 36, around there. forget which exactly. So she's nearly Jensen's age. So yes, Dean calls her kiddo, but she's not actually a child. She's not actually a teenager. She's not Claire's age. She's a grown woman. And she ran off because she didn't like what somebody was telling her. Whatever. And also, Uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, because I'm going to skip points in a minute. Okay. And also, to to her, she even says that, like, they're like my brothers. Charlie, Sam and Dean were technically, as far as we've seen, like the only family or closeness that she's had in her life, too. Yeah. She really connected (laughs) with them. So I mean, like she would do anything for them because she felt like such a connection with them. So, I mm-hmm. yeah, she she really did. It and on I her think own. I do think that the the subtext is that Dean is is mad at blaming Sam, but that Dean is blaming himself because also I mean I, uh, I was making my mother and I were making this argument when she was watching the episode. She was like, "Okay, now you're getting a little crazy," but I was like, "You know." I'm actually going to take it to a moment where, where Sam tells Crowley everything that's happening right now is your fault. And Sam is technically wrong. Everything that's happening right now is Dean's fault. Completely mm. Dean's fault. Everything that's happening right now stems from episode 901. So, yeah, no, not Crowley's fault. Very much Dean's fault. So Well, I was... I was going to take it all the way back to Dean getting the mark of Cain without really no. thinking about it. No, well, that's what I'm saying. It all stems from episode 901, which led to the mark of Cain. Then I said to my mother, I said, I'll take it a step further. This goes back to all hell breaks, And She was like, okay, calm down now. I was like, Not to interrupt or anything, but always she's fighting is trending right now. They're, That's they're, amazing Cause that uh, yeah. to get it to get it to get a hashtag to trend after it's been used for months, the way always keep fighting has is uh, mathematically and algorithm speaking, an amazing amazing thing. Because um, trending, the way trending works on Twitter, it's it's not just based on how often it's being done. Your hashtag should be like fresh, so that it'll trigger the algorithm. And we've been using Always Keep Fighting since the first T-shirt campaign. So that, I'm actually really blown away by that because that's, um, unless your name is Taylor Swift, that's really hard to get done. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say someone else, but I'm, oh. I'm caught between being really blunt this podcast and really careful this podcast, and it's, that's what happens when I'm emotional. Uh, and it's all for you, Jared. It's all yeah. for you, because love you. Those of you who listen normally and think, wow, Vinny's kind of a bitch, that's actually happy Vinny. <laughs> that's Vinny when everything is just perfectly fine and nothing is going on, and therefore... The most important thing in the world is being able to get mad at her favorite TV show. That means everything's kosher, golden, smooth sailing. When I'm actually like this, I want to worry. Uh, and <laughs> part of it is, you know, the way that the way the show is going right now, and also just fandom in general. But um, yeah, like I said, in terms of in terms of the Twitter algorithm, that's unbelievable so we love you jared <laughs> like a lot um we do indeed but, you're most worthy uh, of love most worthy of love what i do oh i actually hadn't noticed that okay i will give charlie some credit that she knows that she names her doc documents the same way i would for dean doc i actually hadn't noticed that um, I, yeah. I'll be honest. I, I just didn't know, that. Pointed it out on. Twitter. I didn't either. I just happened to pause. <laughs> oh, right. oh. I just happened to pause right at that point in this episode right now. So when I went to unpause, there it was. Because I was going to mention, I do. I do have to say, in terms of narr- in, in terms of creating a narrative story, no, nobody called Cass. Nobody called Cass. At no point was Cass called, and at no point did Cass call. The last they knew is Charlie disappeared, and Cass didn't call and say, "Did you guys find Charlie, by any chance?" Because I'm still, I'm still babysitting the witch. What's going on? And they, like, I just, supernatural. I love you, but sometimes I want to scream and tell you that I love you just because I'm watching Jared and Jensen half the time, and I don't understand what you're actually making me watch. I don't understand what you're making me watch. I'm time. gonna admit that was awkward. Cass was like, "Where's Charlie?" I'm like, what? <laughs> You hadn't, yeah. Like, like I don't. No, on top of the fact that Sam and Dean didn't call him, like you didn't call to follow up. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? <laughs> whatever. I and I. It really could have been well, that, that line. That line was not necessary. The line could have been, "How are you and Dean taking Charlie's death?" or something to that effect. It did. Oh, whatever. Again, Andrew Dobb, I do generally like your episodes, but. How did nobody catch that in editing that it was just awkward? Um. Yeah.
0: Um. Things
1: happen. Sometimes you chain people up with one arm. (laughs) And again, apparently Sam hadn't even turned on his phone this whole time. So at some point before Charlie died, he turned off his phone. And then he turned on his phone because it says new email from Charlie. Like, my new emails come in rolling, so I'm confused about how Sam's phone works. Uh, Ooh, good I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that at all. Like, uh, It's just weird. Um, I do find it interesting that Cass is just willing to give up, you know? I don't know if I could... If I were, I don't have a sibling. So the closest I have to siblings are, like, my closest friends. And I don't know. I feel like it's the equivalent of something going on with Becky and, like, friend number 312. I do not have 312 friends. I don't know where that number came from. (laughs) But was like, "Eh, let her die. We can't do this anymore. She said. <laughs> like, no, wait, what? <laughs> so I'm just, I don't know. Like, presumably it's the only totally, you know the narrative wants me to believe that the Dean is Cass's best friend, although again, as I said before, Dean Winchester is the worst best friend that ever existed. Because um, that was well that was the thing I was gonna say about, you know, the four Dean speech last episode is I find it interesting that they're all converging to help the one guy that would literally throw them under a bus to save Sam. But, yes, we're going to save Dean. Cause, and and the next time Dean will sacrifice us, and it'll be good times because Sam will be alive. That's super weird. I don't know. It makes more so as sense to the not other Sam, way around. He helps them. As long as it's not Sam, he's willing to... You Know that's what I'm sacrifices and all everything as long as your name is they're, Sam,
0: <laughs> he's yeah, right there all for you.
1: The one guy that would be like, Storm's gonna get hit with a rainbow, everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> we can't have that mm-hmm. again. I agree with Dean. I am one of those people that does not even think that anybody should come before Sam Winchester and, and Dean Winchester's life.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: there are side characters and, and actors that I have adored, but I really, at the end of the day, they can all go, y'all are fine, show up when you need, I don't care, but it, the show is Sam and Dean for me. And maybe the reason yep. I get frustrated with Dean, and, but I also see, see Dean's point of view, is because I would probably see Sam above all others, too. I also feel like Dean's, like, super scared of the repercussions that whatever Sam's going to try to do is seriously going to pack fire on Sam. Like, I feel like Dean's also really scared about that, but not really voicing all he cut. Yeah. I do think that, you know, I don't think what Dean said, you know, it should be you up there. Like I said, it is to be the equivalent of a teenager temper tantrum. It's when you say things you really don't mean, and, you you know, but, you know, I told my mother, I hate you. I wish I I was dead. I wish you were dead. But I haven't done that since I was, like, 15. Um, So, yeah, just saying. Um, I do want to say, I called it that the Steins would not be that important. Everyone was all, (laughs) Frankenstein, man, man, man. I want to deal with Frankenstein storyline for the next X amount of seasons. I told you guys they weren't going to be important. I knew it. I mean, I don't even think we'll see them next season, and theoretically. It's really powerful to kind of go up against Dean, but then realize, no, Dean's more powerful than you are, even though you're yeah. powerful. Yeah, I think it was completely <laughs> just a setup to show how effective the mark is and how out of control Dean is, that he can take on this, this level of bad guy and walk away. I do, for me, the mark is a weird thing because Dean does things that we've seen him do without the mark and, be, you know, Cass telling him, you never would have shot that kid. I don't know, he might have. Dean Winchester without mm-hmm. the mark still might have shot the kid. Because well, you know, I mean, on top of that, the, little, the kid lied to him. He said, I'm not like my family. I haven't done those things. And while he didn't like it, he did do it. Something reminded me and I couldn't be completely off, but when he shot the kid and he was like, It's in your blood that really reminded me of Cain going after everyone in his bloodline. And even though it was after a kid, the kid was not bad. he was just a kid and Cain felt like he had to kill him because it was in his bloodline or it was the bloodthirst in his head or because of the mark. I don't know, I could have taken that well, I don't know if that's what they were trying to show um, like, they becoming Cain or it just so happened that it just happens like that. I will always say what I always say. I think you're. I think you're being smarter than the writers. <laughs> uh, and as I said, that's not me being mean. That's the quote from Misha Collins himself. That is not me being me being mean. I do think that we see things that the writers don't necessarily see in that way. Um, I feel so happy right now. <laughs> I think if you ask Andrew Dobbs, he would go. Oh, good catch. <clears throat> yeah. I really do. Because I don't I don't think that they I think the writers do a lot of this is a really interesting line to say right in this moment and we're never gonna revisit it again. Like everyone's very worried about, you know, is Crowley is Dean gonna kill Crowley and then kill uh Calf and then go after Sam because of the mark and I'm like, no, <laughs> No. <laughs> yes, that was an executioner song. You're right. That was, that was definitely dialogue in executioner song. Nope. <laughs> not going to happen. Cause it's just not. I think there's a lot of, like I've said before with the writing, sometimes they just want to they make the joke work no matter what at the expense of the dialogue and I think that happens with regular dialogue as well, that they say something that sounds cool in the moment and then they forget that they've ever said it. Um, or they can't make it work later, and so they just dump it. And I, I think thought it was. Mm-hmm. Go, ahead. go ahead finish. No. Uh, I don't quite remember what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. I don't quite what? remember what I was going to say. So go. <laughs> um, I was just going to say, Dean. Dean is so. Into the Mark of Cain and rage, and and he killed all the Stein family, and especially the kid. And but he and we've been told that he's getting worse and worse. But he still hasn't killed anybody that didn't really deserve it. No Even kidding. And we, I think that's a problem with the Mark of Cain storyline. They haven't killed anybody that I feel like. Oh my god, that mm-hmm. was horrific. Everybody like, they if killed, he I killed won. the cops, yeah. like if he killed the cops who were, their you know their only sin was being guilt was being stupid you know and and, and, and being afraid of the signs. Yeah, and being afraid of the signs, but he he beat them he beat them, but they were still alive. Mm-hmm. when he left. Or when he killed so, when he killed Claire's, uh, you know, foster dad dude whatever he was. I'm like, you can't expect me to be upset or even weirded out that Dean killed a room full of, like, teenage sex traffickers. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of on Dean's side on that one, and you're trying to show me that the mark is a problem, but really, like I said, I actually don't see any... In terms of like killing the Steins, he would have done that anyway. And you can't even tell me, well, they're human, so that makes it worse. Yeah, they're sort of human, sort of not. Um, mm. And you just and I think we're supposed to see Cyrus as somebody. Well, he killed a kid, and he was innocent. It sort well, he wasn't innocent. But he but wasn't he was. innocent anymore. No, and he wasn't I, supposedly going I down think, that path. I'm not my family. I, I, I this is. Well, yeah, you know, he just helped butcher the bully, and exactly so i i um i yeah but he I, I can't say he's completely he innocent, like he didn't uh, butcher the bully willingly no, but i um, what 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 Susan is saying is. He's saying, I'm not my family, and Dean's saying it's in you. And the idea is, yeah, you know, you didn't want to do it, but you did do it. And I get that it's a fear thing, but I think it would have been more effective if it had been if, – if the narration had been that Cyrus, Cyrus, yeah, Cyrus for some reason didn't go through with it and still survived – you know, his family didn't put him on the table afterwards, but he hadn't done it. And then what Dean did would have been truly horrific, but it didn't go down that way. And so as, as a result, I can't really feel for the kid because I'm with Dean on that one. You know, you can tell me, and I know, again, the point was to say, look, I don't have any modifications. I'm completely, you know, human, air quotes, um, I don't, I don't think Dean can take that chance. And I don't feel like that's a Mark of Cain thing. I think, I don't know. It's weird. And I think that they've handled the Mark of Cain and I feel really bad for Jensen about this. I think they've handled the Mark of Cain really poorly. In one episode, he's frosting at the mouth and at the, you know, the next minute he's letting Rowena go to save those boys, which is what Dean would do. But then it's what Dean would do. So why do you keep telling me uh, there was um there was a thing that somebody linked on some Tumblr and it was I think it was Dean eating a piece of cherry pie and his mouth was all red, but you could he had the plate of pie, so you knew he was eating pie. And it's Sam and Calf clutching each other, going, Oh my god, he's getting worse. Oh <laughs> they, I they, they that. literally <laughs> They literally, they're freaking out over all the wrong things. And Dean's going, guys, I'm okay. And I do get, like, Jensen has given interviews where he says, you know, it's a mask, Dean's, you know, Dean's not really okay. But I don't think that the writing and directing have allowed Jensen to show us that. You're just really showing him, like, Dean being in fits of rage, which we've seen. I mean, I know they're trying to, I agree with you. They're trying to like show like that he's like gone like crazy and stuff, but it's not like it's not to so be I don't extreme. feel it. We need, we need to really believe like all oh, of this is like really really bad. I mean, it's bad, but it's not like as bad as probably should be, right? Like, yeah, I don't think that him going ballistic on the uh, Steins over Charlie. It's all that weird. Not to interrupt, but for anybody who's listening to us who's on Twitter, if you could please right now go and report and block the account that Fuck Off Jared, that's their name, Um, please go and report and block them right now as soon as you can. Because they're saying, tweeting directly to Jared some of the nastiest crap I've ever seen, and they need gone. So please right now go and report and block the account, fuck off Jared. And remember, when you report, report for harassment, threat, and then it'll let you uh, specify if you're asking it for yourself or somebody else, so you will say somebody else. They're horrible, and they need off of this planet. i said, sorry. I don't want to talk about that on here, so I'm going to be quiet.
0: <laughs> no.
1: Um mm-hmm. Sorry, I was busy blocking that account and reporting them. <laughs> yeah, I ha- I have I have uh three accounts on my phone and that is what I am doing this moment. Um the 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 beauty of being um an admin and a former recapper for different sites. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get well, to I get to I get to use my voice three times. <laughs> Thankfully, um, I mean they had they had Dinko followers and whatever, but they need to they need yes, to be silent. No, Jared does not it. need Jared does not need those tweets on his timeline. No, he well, doesn't. Do not engage the person, do not do not engage. Just report and block. But, do block not engage. And, Yes, and hopefully Jared reads the million wonderful messages on his timeline and not see one bad one. I don't fucking hear this. Here we go. It actually takes us to where I am in my episodes, always playing in the background when we do these, but um, the scene between... Uh, Mark and Jared, as Crowley and Sam, was fantastic. Um, you know, the, we've all com- kind of complained that they haven't really given Mark much to do. And as as good as Mark Shepard was against, you know, dialoguing against a hamster last week, it's still <laughs> you've got Mark Shepard and you've got him playing against a hamster. Like, are you kidding me? Mark Shepard is a geek legend. And you've got him talking to a hamster. I really, again, not that anybody listens to me ever, but I would really like the writers and the CW to remember that you have Mark freaking Shepard at your disposal. He is a regular. He is now at your beck and call for the first time in all the years you've begged him to be and you have him talking to a hamster. <laughs> I cannot actually wrap my head around that. I've tried, I tried, but you had him whining behind his mother for half a season and then talking to a hamster. I I, I just I don't understand.
0: Maybe you all did very good
1: job. Did What you do you have against you? hamsters? Because more <laughs> shepherd Because he's Mark (laughs) Shepard. Not very many actors could have done that scene as well as he did. I mean, give it up to Mark Shepard for that. But, again, he's Mark freaking Shepard. Like, are you kidding me? Um, Yeah, I just don't get it. Like, you're aware he's, he's badger for crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) to name name just one of the many iconic characters he has played, but he's freaking badger, y'all. Get on that. Um, But nobody does that turn from normal to terrifying. I would say, actually, the two actors I think that do normal to terrifying the best were in that scene with our Mark and Jared. Because very few actors can turn on a dime like both of they, both of them do. <clears throat> and in this scene, you got to see Mark do it, and to see his eyes go red again, and and the mm, smoke coming out of it too. Yeah, great. like that was great effect. Fantastic. Like, oh my, I was literally like shutting my eyes. I was like, this is way too much for me right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they did great Endless. in terms of like. I was just going to say, they did great in terms of makeup, making him look sweaty at first, and then just that glint in his eye where he went, you're right. And I love um, the way Jared turned his head and went, am I supposed to be impressed by that? Just that whole, like, half-body head turn was, like, perfect. So perfect. I love both of them in that scene so, so much. Yeah, they did a really good job in that scene. Yeah, it was, yeah, was, was every. they was smoking too. <laughs> that was I love It was area. everything I love about Crowley and everything I love about Sam in one scene. Because you get you get Jared doing the the am I supposed to be impressed by that? And Crowley's giving him his spiel still. And then the next time you turn the the camera turns to Sam, Jared's entire body language has changed to the to the point where his face has changed. Where it's just that, I hate you. I hate you. And, again, both of them, fantastic. Yeah. I love how Sam went from being dominant over Crowley to being terrified and yeah, wondering love, if he was about to die any second when he says I could, you know, I could, I could, I could kill you, you know, in a second. I, and I love, line, I love the I line. I love the I allow it. Oh, so good. But then yes, you said go, well, Why do I you allow it, it, Crowley? Why do you allow it? I've always found that fascinating about Crowley that he is so obsessed with the Winchesters as well, that it's, I don't even know where it stems from. And I would love to see, hopefully they'll get into that in season 11, but. Um, it's almost like he wants to use them for something, but he just doesn't know what. <laughs> yeah. Um, because, you know, arguably he's very connected to both Winchesters. You know, he's been literally inside Sam. And he spent weeks with Dean and genuinely missed Dean, you know, and it seemed almost like he missed Dean, a demon or not. Like he got Dean because Dean was a demon, but he would have taken Dean as a friend no matter what. And I feel like Crowley, you know, when he says, the changes I've made in how, and, you know, we've always known that Crowley's a businessman and he's all about balance, which is part of his issue with Abudon was that she was chaotic and he didn't like that. But, uh, again, Jared, if you're listening, plug your ears for one second. Um, I could watch him crawl across the floor all day long. I'm just going to put that out there. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. Sorry. So sorry. Just well done, director. Who directed this? I don't even know never directed like Who? That's your Thomas J. right. Thomas J. Wright. Yeah. Oh, um, that nice. is, yeah. He's good ties. He does some really good, like, creepy shots, too. He does. I've always, I do like his emphasis. I should have actually recognized the style. Um, it's very, it's very like, almost like movie, like a horror movie, like. Yeah. I think, at least. I don't know. No, yeah, mm-hmm. I actually really should have recognized the style because very, And I also like, I don't, I really don't think it's on purpose, but I like the mirroring of last episode 22 of of season nine, where you had the first blade and Dean was able to bring it to himself versus Sam not being able to get the knife in this episode. Again, I don't, I don't think that's on purpose. I think this is because both episodes are written by Andrew Dobbs. But <laughs> <laughs> um, if you are someone who wants to look at a meta aspect, I think that's a cool one. Um, I actually quite enjoyed that he almost got that, which actually takes me back to another thing. Uh, when I talk about, I think they've really done a disservice to both the Mark of Cain and Jensen. Last year, Dean had powers, but he was also, like, spitting up blood and getting the shakes and wanting to murder kittens. And this year, he's not and doesn't have any powers, and he's just kind of Hulkamania. I don't understand it. Um, I really don't understand it. But... um. Yeah, I don't have any have anything extra to say about that. I just other than the fact that I do not get it. Hmm. I thought Dean had a great line this episode. Yeah. Like kill gods. Oh, that was a good episode. Oh. Update that that uh account is now gone. Good job, Yay. family! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Good job, fandom! <laughs> you had one got job. It <laughs> you got it done quickly. Got it done. Um, I really loved um Jensen and the um, police station scene. Like he was so cocky and just like so like oh god, what did I write? <laughs> I, I wrote another word. To talk. I wrote another word. He's like cocky. Um, <laughs> I guess No, it upside down shot. Ambulance. Oh, oh, confident. How cocky and confident he was in the police station. I just he uh, was mm-hmm. such a good knob, and he was smiling when he was like saying like I'm gonna get out of here in 30 seconds, and I was just like. oh, mm-hmm. my God. <laughs> I, And there was a nice, there was a nice call back to old Dean. Mhm. Um, I also liked when he's really calm when they have him strapped down, and he's like, you know, I'm not gonna die. I'm gonna come back, and it's not gonna be good times. <laughs> and <laughs> exactly like that. you know, and just the way Jensen played it too uh, was just this nice, you know, that nice subterfuge of, of at first letting them think that he's maybe doesn't have it under control, and they think that they're in control, and then him just going, nope. But I thought that was great, when he's just like, you really don't want to do this guy's trust. I, I, I like the idea also but that Dean doesn't want to be a demon again. That even though he's pissed off at Sam, he's pissed off at himself, he doesn't necessarily want to go down that route. He still wants to, you know, fight the bad guys and, you know, what he perceives as bad guys, which I agree with him. I'm not going to lie. There's not one person that Dean has killed that I think didn't deserve it in TV world. I mean, maybe not in the real world. They probably should have gone to, like, you know, court, blah, 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 legal system. But in TV world, I see nothing wrong with it. David Caruso would have killed them on CSI Miami, too. Let's be real. <laughs> mm-hmm. um. I feel like he's also in a little bit of denial of, like, like, I think he just feels like if he gets help, like, nothing's gonna work. You know, he, can, he knows he can't die. Like, if he dies, he becomes a demon again, supposedly. At least, at supposedly, least, at, least, at, least, at least that's what they're saying. So I feel like he's pushing Sam and Cass off. So much he's like, just just let it be. Like whatever's gonna happen, happen. Like I'm so done with this. I think so too.
0: Um,
1: And I feel like part of him wants to die, but he knows he can't. And I think that's kind of frustrates him also. And if he does um, die, he lose himself too. So hmm. I think Dean I think for Dean, he knows he'd rather do what he considers good, which I like I said, I agree with Um, and he knows that if he's a demon, he will go back to not caring and he'll go sing karaoke in a bar again or whatever Um, I will never not be disappointed in in how short the Demon Dean thing was and that Mm -hmm. really get to get into it the way Jensen envisioned it in terms of how scary it would be if Dean doesn't care. I think the idea of that is great, but I we just so, you know it didn't work as an arc and I'm bummed out for Jensen about that. I'm not gonna lie. I agree. Um, we had like half a season of solo mm-hmm. Sam. We could have had like half yeah. a season of Demon Dean. Yeah. <laughs> could have worked. We needed and, more Demon Dean for sure. Um I mean, we'll get into it. We always do, or we we'll, we usually do. I don't think we did last year. But we do try to do an end-of-season roundup with um, a few uh, of our blogger friends, our most beloved blogger friends, who are willing to give us their time. Um, so we'll obviously get into things like that more during that. So um, probably do that in, the, in two weeks or so. Um, but... Um, I have to say that for me, um the idea of the Steins burning down the bunker did not affect me at all. I don't have a problem with the bunker, but I do I am someone who comes from the the Joss Whedon school of burn it down. Um and stagnant sets get stale. Uh exposition sets get stale. So, you know, you had to burn the library in Buffy, you gotta burn you gotta get rid of Giles' house, you got to get rid of the magic shop. Sorry, spoilers if you've never watched Buffy the Vampire Player. They go to a lot of static sets. Spoilers for a 20-year-old show, my bad. Uh, But, you know, you can't really have stagnant sets because they do become redundant and they become just a source of exposition. So, you know, nothing against the bunker personally, but um, I think it's a set that was gorgeously made. It's amazing. But in terms of storytelling, I had no issue with the potential of it getting burnt down. I'm actually slightly disappointed it didn't because, again, I come from the Joss Whedon school of burn it down. I understand, and I know you have to do stuff like that. And it's like when they finally burned Bobby's house down. But Jim Michael's tweeted that, like, basically, there's no way they're touching that very expensive set. <laughs> Like, no, I know. We are getting we're, our we're money out it. of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're stuck with it because it's, it's, it's gorgeously made. And like Jim said, it it was a money eater. So um, I get it. Uh, and I kind of, you know, I, I want to say that I get the idea of finally having a static set because you do need an exposition set. But then, as someone who's been watching X-Files for the past couple weeks now, I'm like, no, you really don't. Because we hardly, I mean, we see Mulder's office every now and then. But other than that, no. So, oh, my God, I just made the first X-Files reference. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's begun. Is this how it happens? I'm so this proud, is proud of you. Hard. <laughs> I'm so proud of is, you. Is this how I, it happens? You, and you I can't it see burst. it, but it's not like I. You can't see it, but <laughs> Becky and I just high fived. <laughs> <see you> <laughs> and it's not even like I understood your reference. No, no, I made the reference. Oh, <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. And I didn't see the. Did you have Mulder's mobile department? Very important. Multiple department is very important. Yeah, but you do as well as well, Scully's to a lesser extent. Well, but we don't see it very much unless there's something you're not telling me in the next two seasons. Um, what season are you season on? 5 I'm on season five already. Wow. Yeah, and that's what I awesome. took a break to watch a different show real quick. Um, oh, allow me to take a moment. I'm sure Becky doesn't want me to do this. She'll forgive me because she loves me but I have felt this way for a long time and I'm going to say it. And I'm going to say this as somebody who knows that the Tribune owns this publication and therefore they're also affiliated with the CW and it's all one giant business. Zap to it, you are trash. You are absolute Mm. trash. You are one step above the trap of a tabloid. And I have never had any respect for you as a publication. And that's going back years and it continues to this absolute moment. This literal Mm. absolute moment. I would like you to note, Zap to it, that we have as many followers as we do. And I think in the entirety of us having Twitter, we've maybe posted your articles three times. Because you had an exclusive. So just saying you're trash. Yeah. You're absolute trash. I will not argue. Um, And to use another X-Files reference, I'm not going to give you another minute on that. Yeah, so um, didn't click on the article, just read the title of the article, not clicking it. Uh, You can take your AdSense dollars and shove them. Hmm. And I'm, I'm sure other publications will soon be doing the same thing, and I will pretty much probably feel the same way. Um, that's Mm. vague enough for y'all to figure it out I'm sure Um, Mm. but yeah and again Becky's already already forgiven me for that so get over it (laughs) (laughs) there's nothing to forgive there is nothing to forgive Um, Um, I I will go to the mat for people I love and I love Jared Padalecki so you know to quote the internet I will fight you Well, you mentioned you mentioned Jared and uh, Sam crawling across the floor. I have to mention being <laughs> strapped down was mighty hot for me. I, you know, <laughs> I was going to mention it, but never, I not bad. Over. I felt bad after the crawling statement that I didn't want to mention the strapped down statement. <laughs> but it, okay. In, you're welcome. In, <laughs> our, in, in our defense, in our defense, Jim Michaels once said that the reason they torture girls on the show is for ratings. And I'd like to believe that they strap Dean down and make Sam crawl for the same reasons because I watched. I, I rewound a lot mm. both sides. Mm. Whatever. Um. If they really, really loved me, <laughs> Dean would have been strapped down shirtless. That's you know I what? Said. I thought about that, but there's something about Sam and Dean just not how, ha- this is how, you know, <laughs> air quote deprived we are as a fandom, because I'm sure Arrow fandom is like, wow, you guys are cheap dates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're taking their jacket off, I'm like, ooh. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> we don't even get that very often, but...
0: Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. If if they had gotten Dean down to a T-shirt, I would have been like, Oh, really? Because again, like I said, arrow was going wow, sad. <laughs> a a T-shirt that they had the scalpel get get caught in, and then it would have just been ripped in a couple places. That could have been interesting too. Oh, there is Twice. something about Dean Winchester just having his shirt open, and you can see his undershirt. I'm fine. Again. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, that that's enough. That it's enough. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm just gonna go off and it's gonna sound so wrong considering what you guys are just talking about. But in the beginning of the episode I didn't catch Dean I didn't catch the um the bully get the bag over the head. I must have been looking at my phone. So when they put the bag over Jensen's head, like I literally like had like a heart attack. <laughs>
0: Like, that everyone, was really no,
1: creepy. Okay. Really, really. That creepy. was because it's really odd to see Dean in that kind of predicament, and you actually feel like, "Whoa." I wasn't even thinking uh, about it. I was like, "It's just okay." <laughs> like that doesn't look right at
0: all.
1: That was horrible. Uh, yeah, I want to say yeah, that was yeah because you know it's not a stunt double. That was really just Michael's face getting suffocated. I mean, he wasn't really suffocated. It's, act- it's acting. I know that he's just pretending he can't breathe. I I know, but it's so weird. (laughs) Um, And this is another criticism I have, and partly because um, my mom mentioned it, and, oh, God, I'm going to reference the X-Files again. Shoot. Um, (laughs) The the X-Files doesn't throw me off in the same way that Buffy doesn't throw me off. They are both were at a point where, you know, pre-cell phone and then the cell phone's actually becoming the norm. So, like, Mulder and Scully have cell phones. Buffy in the first season, you get, you know, the Apocalypse, come beat me. But after that, you get a few cell phone cell phoney things, but not really, not too much. I feel like Supernatural in the last couple episodes in particular is really pushing that cell phone thing hard. And like, I shouldn't be able to tell what kind of cell phone you even have, but I know Rowena's got a six, Charlie had a four, Sam's got an Android. Like, wh- why? Why is this so, why are we so phony? And why is everybody phoning? Oh, you, you, and, you and Cass can call each other now, but you didn't call them until him Charlie was dead? You're very perplexed about your all cell phone usage, excessive and inexcessive at the same time. I really think they need to dial back the phone communication on the show because as I've said, with jokes, as well as, you know, I get it. You guys have to show this, this, the window surface. I get it. It's it's advertising, budgeting, I understand. But it dates a show. And in two years, we're all going to be like, <laughs> look at his phone. It's stupid. Uh, I don't watch so. all that much, but when I flip to it, they use the Surface thing too. So I feel like it's a – I think it's like – Yeah, it, it is. It, yeah, they have to, and I get it, but I do think it's um, there's a way to do it in a way not to do it. All I know is Sam has a laptop, and it's an Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just crying over Jared pedal again. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be I'll be back in a moment. <laughs> hmm. I said, so sorry, just having a Jared Padalecki moment. I'll be back in a moment. Justin, if you don't uh, know what she's talking about, check your text. Uh, okay, I'm okay. Everything's okay. I'm fine. I'm I just love Jared Padalecki and excessive amount. That's all. Um,
0: uh, Wait, also.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Cell phones, excessive, Um, all those, I don't know, cell phones. But yeah, and mostly it's because I was thinking it, but I thought it was just me, but my mom said it too. She was like, why are they all calling each other so much? like, text, she would just rather text. You know what, I'm going to say something about that, because... I think it was. I don't know when it was. I think it was after Sam got away from Crowley, or Crowley let Sam go. It shows Cass, mm-hmm. and Cass is on the phone, and I'm just like, what, like it just shoots on Cass, like with the phone to his ear, and I'm like, Wait, yeah. When did you call, when did you call it's him? Also, <laughs> it's also an it's also an editing thing, and it's just you just happen to be calling him again. I know it's to show the, the communication and the secrecy, but I just think you know TV shows did it before cell phones were so prevalent. So I think to rely on cell phone dialogue is oh, is cheap and is cheap trickery. Sorry. Um, picture of Sam, Dean, and Bobby was heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Um, because again, oh. I'm one of those people that yeah, you can tell me family don't end with blood, and you can tell me um, everybody's family. But to me, when it comes to Sam and Dean, family is John, Mary, and Bobby. hmm Um, you know, not even the Not even the Campbells were not even the Campbells were family for them. even and that was blood. Yeah, and they were blood. And Henry, you know, they liked Henry, but, you know, he's the grandpa they never knew. So I like Henry. Can we bring Henry back? Adam Glass. Henry, please. Just yeah, I saying, I would really dig a Henry spinoff. And, oh, see, there you go. Look at a Henry spinoff. You get to keep your bunker, but, like, not on Supernatural. Just saying, I like where I'm this is going. I like I'm just saying I'm super smart is my point. Um, Dean walking into the bunker bloody and calm was really attractive, but also scary, but also attractive, but also scary. I love when Dean when Jensen plays that really calm terror. And again, he's done it without the mark. So, you know, it's something we've seen. He did that really but good when he was telling Monroe, too. He was saying nothing, but it's faced at everything. Yeah. And he's just really good at that. Uh, you know, we, we all kind of joke in fandom about how Jensen is intimidating. And he's not. You know, Jensen is you know, we're bragging on Jared a lot this 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 podcast. But same goes for Jensen. He's extremely warm-hearted so nice so cuddly Is that weird to say it's a little weird but he actually is um huggable no he's
0: cuddly
1: that one. <laughs> huh i mean again becky jokes about it but i, I get a, i get a lot of Jensen hugs <laughs> I posted a picture of my dog doing the whole, like, you know, like, in the gag reel where he does that thing where he looks like the spazzing chick monks, like, with his eyes? Oh, yes. I posted a picture because my dog did that, and I posted it on Facebook, and I grabbed a picture of Jensen in the gag reel, and someone asked me which ones were cuddly, and I was like, Riley, but I'm like, but Jensen is more huggable. <laughs> yeah, like I said, Becky and I have a running joke that, you know, but I do get a lot of Jensen hugs i sorry, sorry, other people, but I'm, I'm really broken and limpy and gimpy, and he hugs me for it. I don't know. I would, I, I would rather have a better back than Jensen hugs, but if you're going to have a bad back, Jensen hugs aren't half bad. <laughs> um, but I would actually trade a non-messed-up back. Sidebar. But anyway, because some people did think it was weird when Becky and I made that joke. Uh, the, that is why we make that joke but um, point is is that but when Jensen can flip that switch into menacing his his face is terrifying he can do that cold cold look so well his face and eyes say so much but like not even speaking like that's how good he is. If I disappear, it's because my battery died on my phone. Um, um actually, cool. I think we I think we can wrap this up pretty soon. Actually, I don't have much more to say about the episode. Um. Oh. Ooh, that was gonna sound flippant. <laughs> yes, deviate of cast. Water's wet. Everybody gets their ass kicked in some point in the last three episodes by somebody else. Um, to be honest, I wasn't that impressed with the scene in terms of editing because I could tell that cast wasn't Misha for a lot of it. Yeah, sorry. Magic of television. Sorry, guys. Uh, Oh, I take it back. Rowena has a Galaxy 6, not an iPhone 6. It's a Galaxy 6. Um, Sorry. Um, But so I think that partly threw me out of it that I could very, very much tell that it was not Jensen and Misha. I could tell that it was Misha's stunt double Mm -hmm. very obviously. And that threw me out of the scene. I also thought the scene was just kind of, the best part of the scene was the fact that, you know, technically technically Dean leaves Cass alive because Misha has a contract. But, narratively speaking... The, re- the only reason that's these Sam these cats alive is so that cats can go relay a message to Sam. Like, that is so cold to me. Like, I'm only letting you live so that you can go tell my brother that you all need to stop this. And next time, I will shank your ass. And, uh, I mean, if that's as close as I'm going to get to... I prefer when cast is their adversary versus being their friend. I just, that's the cast I prefer. And if that's the closest I'm going to get to that, that's the closest I'm going to get to that. And if you don't like me saying that, I frankly don't care. Welcome to the Honesty Hour. As we said last podcast, we know there are people who listen to us just to criticize what we're saying and just to hate tweet about our opinions and such, and if you're going to listen to that, just if you're going to listen to me just for that purpose, um, Merry Christmas, I'll give you something to tweet about. And you must lead a pretty sad life, if that's what you do. That's that's a that's a waste of two hours.
0: <laughs>
1: I, you so, know we don't get paid for you listening. Yeah, it really was just your time. Um, but anyway, um yeah, like I said, I, I could it was there was some choppy editing in that in that um scene that didn't work for me, but I will say the coldness of what what saved the scene for me was the coldness of Dean essentially saying, I'm only letting you live so you can deliver a message. And it was, you know, the obvious um, set up to Dean saying, I'm going off on my own, leave me the hell alone, which is like Cain going to live in seclusion and seeing how that works for him. Uh, spoiler, Dean, you might want to look at the fact that it didn't really work out for Cain that well,
0: but, you know, we uh,
1: shall in see case- next week. In case my phone dies, I want to say really quick that I'm sorry. I wasn't very talkative for this episode. Um, everybody knows why. Um, but I did want to say that I thought it was, it was a really good episode. It was very intense. It had me on the edge of my seat for the entire episode. Um, it, it, it was just one of the best ones of the season. It was really great, really well active, well, well written well-directed, in my opinion. I loved it all. And uh, and another shout-out to Jared Padalecki. I love you. And keep fighting. We're here for you. Um, yeah, the last thing I want to say real quick, because um, actually I don't have that much battery left either. Um, if you're a Spoiler foam. I'm not actually going to give you a spoiler. Well, not mild, because they did do part of what I'm going to discuss in uh, the promo, but I'm going to go on record uh, saying, and Becky and I already discussed this, and she's going to agree with me, so it's okay. Um, and when Becky and I agree on things, we're usually right. Uh... Ooh, Oops, sorry, we were right about Charlie. Our bad. She's um... <laughs> just... <laughs> uh, I also make really insensitive jokes when I'm sad, by the way, guys. That's kind of a defense mechanism I have. Um, so, anybody who listening, is listening, that is a huge character flaw that I have. But I'm aware of it. So, you know, we trudge on. Um, I figure, and since we have Amanda, and I don't think, Susan, I don't think I've told you my theory yet. Oh, I want to hear here. Okay, I figure. <laughs> Dean summons death, begs death to kill him because he thinks death might be the only one that can do it. And death agrees, but tells him he has to kill Sam first. Oh. Thus, fulfilling the Cain prophecy and ensuring... That nobody messes up the natural order, again, because all the Winchesters do is mess up the natural order for death. It's annoying to death. Plus oh, I Sam that. Winchester. I like that. <laughs> plus Sam Winchester is the girl that got away for death because of Dean Winchester. So it's all going to be tied up. And Sam's going to say, okay. Dean's going to be like, yeah, that's actually true. The world sucks with us. We are really screwing shit up. And Sam's going to be like, yeah, you're right. We really are. So Sam's going to let Dean kill him. But Dean's not going to be able to do it. And then I think somebody who is not, has does not have a contract dies. And that's not Rowena. So narrow that down. Okay, fine. Death dies, I think. And... But then I, but... How can death die? All... You can't kill death. You can't kill death. How's I all... think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. You can, kill, you can kill death with his own size, and Dean has a size per the promo. That's just well-known. I only saw death with his size, so... But maybe... I don't know. Hasn't he hand it, have it, have done it done. to Dean? I think he handed it to Dean in the promo, because everybody else's theory is that either Sam or Dean become death as a result of what's going to happen. I'm bucking the norm and saying no. I don't think that is even on the table. That really um, was now. <laughs> if you're right, I'll give you props, but I don't see how you can kill death. And But I can see, yeah, you know, I can see death telling Dean he can take the uh, mark away if Dean becomes a reaper. I could see that maybe. Maybe he's handing him the prize the because of that, but... I don't know. That's just my thought. That was my thought originally, where I thought Dean was going to become death. I don't think so. And but I know, that's a, I know that, that's a popular theory. So there's a good chance that I'm wrong because nobody ever said I was going to be right. Um, but... That's one of That's so much to add. Um, <laughs> um, But I do think that obviously there are other people in the episode. So I figure meanwhile, they're all working on the spell... Uh, yeah, I figure B-Squad is working on the spell. So this is, if, you've ever, if you ever, if you follow me on Twitter, you may have seen like uh, me and my friend, uh, Patron Hippie, and Doll does as well, joke about independent codependency. Uh, so that's because they already know my theory. So I feel like they're going to make independent, codependent choices. And that's going to be Carver's maturity legacy. That It's not that he d- decided they should stop doing really st- stupid things for each other. It's that they, they agree that they're going to do stupid things for each other and it is what it is. But they've come to that conclusion independently without the force of the other one. And that's maturity. And if I'm wrong, oh, well. But if I'm right, oh, well. I didn't bet anybody, so I get nothing. <laughs> Ooh, but Becky will give me props if I'm right, so I will. I will give. You I kind of like that theory, Vinny. <laughs> and considering how much Becky and I fight about this show, her giving me props for a theory is pretty big. This is true. <laughs> so, because I'll be honest, the uh, little shit that they gave Dean makes a choice that will affect Sam's life forever. Like, thanks. That, that explains so much. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the episode's called Brothers Keeper, and Shane yes. did kill his brother. So yeah, I and think it's going to Sam them. could be Brothers Keeper for for Dean. Dean could be Brothers Keeper for I think Cooper that's the point. Him. I think if they are, I think the point is is that neither one is the Brothers Keeper. They are Brothers Keeper. Mm hmm. I I. Think that's I be the point. I've thought all along that Dean would end up killing Sam because, yeah, I don't that's think he will go through with it. I gonna, yeah. I think it's gonna come to that, but I think, uh, I don't think it's gonna actually. I, I think Dean's gonna be like it, it's gonna be the same thing we've seen since season nine is that Sam breaks through with the mark every time, mm hmm. Um, and I think. Just the fact that Sam is going to be willing to make a dual sacrifice. I feel like it's going to be like a a murder-suicide pack, which is really morbid, but I think that's what they're going to do. And then it's going to be like, nope. Which will take us into season 11, because we already know that without death, everything is screwed up. Natural order. Well, the the description it's it's rather vague, but I'm it's a spoiler. So if you don't want to know, yeah. Well, it says if <laughs> Dean makes a decision that affects Sam for the rest of his life. Well, killing Sam would certainly affect the rest of his life.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, would.
1: You know, pretty I much. Think- so. I think I don't know. You know, it's always been, you know, since season two we've had, you may have to kill your brother, you may have to kill your brother. So it's always been Dean's fear. Um, but I do think that, um, I don't think it's something Dean will be able to do. And I think the fact that he'll get close to it will horrify him. And that'll bring him back. Yeah, like he's, like he's going to back out. Yeah, I think this is exactly. going to be one of those nope, can't do it, like, kind of things. Um, and we'll see in a couple of days. But, yeah, I think the point is going to be that, you know, Sam and Dean have always had some prophecy they're supposed to fulfill, and they never do. They always, you know take their uh, destiny into their own hands for good or for better or for worse. Really wish Mm. I had had a better phrase than that. That sounded really marriagey. You know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I think that, so yes, I'm going on record with that. And if I'm wrong, well, then I'm on the record wrong. I, I go back and forth about thinking that, that, Dean, I know the theories out there dean will will become death and and the promo seems to make it look that way, and I can't decide if it's a misdirect or if the promo department just isn't paying attention again <laughs> and okay, just and we're putting the actual resolution in there oh and and, and i am sorry, handing over death site Skype is so. <sighs> Oh, yeah. I can't come well, up with a better word than hokey at the moment. <laughs> well, and I can, I mean, you know. here's the thing. It's twofold. Um, you have um, the fact that technically Dean has already been deaf. Uh, we had deaf a mm-hmm. holiday, which is, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, and I mean, no, 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 sorry. Appointment is Samara. My other point was going to be, we've seen what happens when death isn't around, death takes a holiday. So we've already seen similar things to this. Um, So I don't, don't I'm really hesitant to say what I'm about to say because I literally said the exact opposite about Robbie Thompson. I don't think Carver would be that derivative of the literal earlier works of Supernatural to um, make one of them the Grim Reaper. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think it makes any sense, you know, cuz that's a that's a full-time job. <laughs> you yeah, know? I think, and I don't um, And what the thing is is um Death is neither good nor evil. He just is. So, I don't think it's I don't think it's a, you know, they're going evil by being death kind of thing the way some people are saying because death is neither. He just maintains balance. And I do think that for him, Sam and Dean are, I think he has kind of like Crowley, you know, this kind of love-hate thing where he admires the fact that they keep dodging him, but is thoroughly annoyed by it as well. As well. Mm-hmm. Do you think Metacom's well, going have to have anything to do with the new finale? Because I was watching an episode and Castiel did mention he was like, maybe if we had the demon tablet. With how to like deal I, with the more pain, so I was like, you know what, what happened to that guy? <laughs> I think I do think that we're not going to see Metatron until season eleven because I do okay. think that he's going to be, um, I think he's going to be Cass's main storyline in season eleven because I do think that. Um, I do think that they're currently having a bit of a struggle trying to fit him and Mark into full-time roles, Um, full-time being regular. I think they're struggling with it, so I do think that they are keeping things like Metatron um, in their back pocket for reasons like next season. Um, so yeah, I don't think we're gonna see Metatron or the Demon Tablet. I'd be very surprised. I think that would be a lot to try to deal with. I do really think that I don't think the and I have the like who was I having this argument with not too long, but they're like the book is a misdirect and this was already like two, three days ago. So we'd already seen this episode, but um the book is a misdirect and I don't think that the book is a misdirect. I think it is genuinely gonna be come into play and genuinely be what cures Dean of the mark itself. I think I think we're done with the mark at the end of the season. And Becky and I already discussed that she agrees with me that I think oh. this 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 is the end of the mark. Literally. <laughs> yeah, and I and I can't even say that I'm upset about it because I do think that it was really botched. I hope they don't backtrack and think cutting Dean's arm off is going to work because they've said it well. well. and you know, theoretically, all they had to do was de Dean one year. That was uh, Clarissa's theory, that why didn't they just de him one year once they realized that that actually worked? You know, that's logical. I told her to quit being silly. <laughs> <laughs> it also makes but, yeah. me wonder that, like, I know, like, Kylie's supposed to be, like, a really bad, 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 at need the king of hell and stuff, they haven't really used them for that yet, but the fact that, like, a hatchback didn't work by Rowena, who was all set on killing him, and then, like, there was a bullet with, like, a double strap carved in it, and he was able to pull that out. Like, are they, like, trying to show us, like, Crowley's, like, really that bad, but we just haven't seen it yet? Or am I just looking way too I far? I think so. <laughs> no, I think so, especially when we get the dialogue of him telling Sam, you know, I've done things, messy things that you can't even wrap your head around. And I mean to tell Sam Winchester that you've done things that he can't wrap his head around, you've done some really gross stuff. Yeah. This is a man this is a man who drank a whole human. So, you know. If you're if you're badder than Sam Winchester, you bad. <laughs> And I do think, real quick before we wrap it up, um, I do think that that is kind of where they've gone wrong with the Mark of Cain, is that in season four and five, they were really willing to go there with Sam. You know, they were really willing to heavily push the envelope with the character, and I just just don't feel like they're willing to do it with Dean. And I don't understand what they're scared of because Dean is played by the guy who wears Jensen Ackles face. Fandom will forgive him. He's got Jensen Ackles face. Not only that, but messed up in the head. It can't get worse. Yeah, I mean, we forgave, we forgave worse, Sam. We all forgave, well, yeah, no, we forgave Sam. I don't see why Dean doesn't get the opportunity to really, really go there as well. I oh think they're afraid God. of it. Oh, really? <laughs> well, but I mean, he did really deplorable things. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I in mean, a very, in a, in a very, you know, the road to the road yeah, to the intentions is paved with gold. yeah. yeah but yeah. they were really deplorable, and at the time when we all watched them, we were horrified. Oh yeah. Um. I, you know, couldn't believe TV. You know, a TV show was going there with their main character, and I just don't feel like they're willing to do that with Dean. And it's, I think Jensen could have done really fantastic things with it, and it bums me out. Yeah, he seems to really like when it comes to like J- Dean in general, like being like a different character like a different side to him they don't do it like they'll show it a little bit and then they just kind of stop and it's just frustrating. they always pull it back and i think it's because i do think it's because they're afraid to have dean go there because he is such you know he's a you know what you would call in in tv tropes he's the darling and You know, you always expect him to be the white knight and you expect Sam to be the one that usually makes the really intense decisions and I don't think that they're willing to risk doing that with Dean and I don't see why. I think it would have been really, really cool. But yes, that's why I don't think he'll actually kill Sam because they're not even willing to try to go there.
0: Now you made me to press. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I need, to go watch, I
1: need to go watch season four now. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so, those are my, that's my finale theory. And we'll see if I'm super wrong and embarrassed on the next podcast or at least p- partially. Just give me a partial right so I don't look like an idiot. What I just want a little bit of right. But Yes. I wanted to I wanted to just have my, my moment of I don't think either one of them will be the become the Reaper. Well, I hope you're right because I, I don't I don't
0: I don't want that to happen either solution.
1: <laughs> I don't want it to be a solution. <laughs> but we'll find out. Yes. See. I am looking forward to it. I am excited about it. You know, overall I thought this was a really I'm great much episode. more excited about this. Yeah, and I'm much more excited about, I feel the way I felt before Sacrifice mm. in season eight, after, after Clip Show aired. I feel that mm-hmm. way versus how I felt this time last year. So it's good to actually be at a point where I'm I'm and looking forward to the finale. Yeah, where mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about it and wondering about it. and It's all I can think about. It's all I can think about. <laughs> Well, and you know, um, you know, given Jen, you know, given the, the interviews that Jensen gave before they broke filming, and you know, just uh, little tidbits that we've gotten, I um, I just want one interview. If, where Jensen says it's eye-opening because that really ruined it for me. <laughs> oh, oh, geez. bless his heart. I know you dork. Well, the, the cutest thing about that is half of the fandom went, you ruined it for me, and the other half went, duh, dude. <laughs> oh. um, so, you know, again, you're, you're adorable, Ackles. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's all I've got unless anybody else has anything. Um, any any news that we any news or um, anything else we need to you know, mention? We still got uh, we still again we'll continue to do Tea Tuesday. Um, people are already starting to get their uh, moose and squirrel. Always keep fighting shirts. So that's really awesome because uh, they technically only began shipping today, according to uh, represents website. Some people already have theirs. So. Um, also, some people are still getting their first round of Always Keep Fighting shirts. Again, if you have the information, please contact Represents Customer Service. Uh, please don't contact us because we, 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 don't, we can't help you. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a mean way, I mean, we literally have no way of helping you. We don't have the ability. So have any access
0: have, to, <laughs> to any yeah, We didn't actually
1: <laughs> partner with them in any way. Um, but um, they do have a Twitter which is represent CS for their customer service. So please contact them, but bear with them. It was fandom. You're awesome. So you ordered a lot of shirts and it backed them up and give just give them a chance, man. Give them a chance. Um, I got a I got an email tonight from Represent about I ordered a tote bag, a black tote bag. I was about to say totes are going to be backed up. I'm mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, so I,
0: happy about your
1: tote bag. Since we actually, it says they actually wiped out the manufacturer's inventory and have to wait for them to send us more, so they uh, did they black say anything tote about will not be out till June 3rd? Hmm? Yeah. Okay, good. I got the blue, so maybe I'm fine. Yeah. No, I've bags. only heard about the black. I've only heard about the black because somebody on my timeline, other than you, uh, Susan, got the same email because she had bought a few tote bags for uh, some people, and um, so she had gotten the email. Um, So, again, just bear with them. They didn't expect this fandom to be as awesome as it is, and now they know
0: (laughs) that we will kill your
1: inventory. Uh, as far as we're concerned, your inventory is a demon and we will kill your inventory. It's just how it is.
0: Well, I'm sure they're
1: like, this is a great, great problem to have.
0: <laughs> yeah, a great I problem mean,
1: to have. You always would rather have the demand than the supply. Uh, aside from that, um, again, we'll have as we kind of tease, and hopefully we'll be able to do it, we will have a special treat after the finale. Um, so that podcast will probably be a couple days early, if all goes as planned. Um, and then we will do, uh, once we get everything sorted, we'll do a wrap-up uh, finale podcast with some, with some people. And uh, also doing a project with Queen FAD, so keep an eye out for that. A few other people are involved as well. It's going to be a blind democratic vote of the top 25 episodes from the pilot to this episode. So the finale of this episode was not applicable, or of this season was not applicable because she needs a list before it airs. So if it's really good, sorry, it's not going to be in there. Uh, but that should be a lot of fun. So we will, uh, of course, tweet the link to that. Oh, um, we have hit and have now surpassed a million likes on Facebook, which is unbelievable. You could not. I don't even have words for it. That a million people care what we post, that <laughs> um, keep up with us for for news and updates. It's actually mind blowing. I I don't I don't actually have the right words for it, but it's. And I'm probably a little too emotional to be thanking people right now. Anyway, um, but. You know, to all, our, all the people who follow us on Facebook and Twitter, thank you so much for your support because, you know, as we said, we just do this on our free time. And thanks. We, the support is definitely needed on some days. So thank you all so much. And thanks to everyone who listens to us whether it's live or later. And even if it's just to get mad at us, thanks. At least you're hearing. Yep. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And again, we send out lots of love and care to Jared. Keep your tweets going to him. Um, yes. The constant source of love and support, I'm sure, is uh, helping and... It's always good to have it there all the time. So when you get a spare second, send them a tweet. And, Jared, we love you. Yep. Love you, Jared. Thank you again. And, and in some variation, all four of us will see you soon.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're all, at some point, we're all going to go to a con again. Don't pretend like you're not. <laughs> oh, so <I'm>, well, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: do not pretend like you're not going to a con at some point in the next three to six months, because I know y'all. <laughs> I hide you math for a second, okay? <laughs> so yes, uh, yeah, that's it. Okay, that's it. and um, we'll let um, Jensen and Jared play us out. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki. And this is Jensen Ackles. And you're listening to Winchester Radio.